0: Oh, Recorded live. Hello, once again, it's Michael Adams, and it's nothing but the truth. One man's ready to find it, and it's 2015. I'm going to do part nine of Popery as it was and as it is, by William
1: Hogan.
2: I'll start out with uh, this oracle uh, that. Um, Gordon Gostock sent me via email, and you'll find it on
0: a witness to the truth dot weebly dot com, the true secret masters dot html. So the Feds, huh? The Freemasons, really? The Rosicrucians, Knights of Malta. Really? You think so, huh? Maybe it's the Theosophists or the
2: elites. Maybe it's the Bilderberg group. Bilderberg. Yep. The CFR or the corporations.
0: All child's play. This disinfo people. This is different. Disinfo people. They have you pointing all your conspiratorial fingers in all the wrong directions. When will you ever learn the Jesuits are older than them all? They are the group that taught the rest how to do it. Or how it's done, excuse me. The Jesuits have had a hand in every major war since the French Revolution. They are the one everyone else fears. They always have been. Do you know nothing of the Inquisition? Do you not know that every sort of esoteric knowledge was gathered up by the Catholic Church during this time? There are over fifty square miles of information in the belly of the Vatican. You still think the feds the Fed or the Freemasons have any legitimate power? How much gold do you think was gathered in the fifteen hundred years of taxes the Catholic Church and the Jesuits have imposed on its subjects? Nothing our imaginations can conjure up of this, I'm certain. The Catholic Church and its militia are the oldest, most secretive group that has ever existed. Everyone else is just child's play compared to the greatest superpower the world has ever known. That's right. I said superpower. Forget about this country and its rulers because everyone of their knees have bowed and kissed the ring of the Pope. And then there's Obama and Bush's and Clinton's with the Pope, pictures of it. I bet you're a little skeptical. I bet you still don't believe. Those sweet little child molesting priests are the power behind all of it. Then don't listen to me. Listen to history. Why, why not listen to great men of history speak? Hear the quotes that have been removed from all our history books. Listen to what they had to say about this ruthless order. Thomas Jefferson quote: "I don't think the reappearance of the Jesuits shall we not have? I, excuse me. I do not like the reappearance. I will expand this a little and see if it helps just a little bit. Mm. I do I do not like the reappearance of the Jesuits. Shall we not have regular swarms of them here?" in as many disguises as only a king of the gypsies can assume, dressed as printers, publishers, writers, schoolmasters. If ever there was a body of men who merited eternal damnation on earth and in hell as a society of loyalists, nevertheless we are compelled by our system of religious toleration to offer them an asylum. <clears throat> Samuel Morris. The Jesuits are a secret society, a sort of monastic order with superadded features of revolting odiousness, a thousand times more dangerous. Samuel Morris, 1791-1791. to eighteen seventy two. He lived a long time, didn't he? American inventor, the telegraph. Abraham Lincoln. This American Civil War of eighteen sixty one to eighteen sixty five would never have been possible without the sinister influence of the Jesuits. We owe it to Popery that we now see our land reddened with the blood of her noblest sons. Though there were great differences of opinion between the South and the North on the question of slavery, neither Jeff Davis, President of the Confederacy, nor any one of the leading men of the Confederacy would have dared to attack the North had they not relied on the promises of the Jesuits that under the mask of democracy, the money, the arms of a Roman Catholic. Even the arms of France were at their disposal if they would attack us. I pity the priests, the bishops and monks of Rome and the United States, when the people realize that they are in great part responsible for the tears and bloodshed of this war. I conceal what I know on this subject from the knowledge of the nation, for if the people knew the whole truth, this war would turn into a religious war. It would not it would at once take a tenfold more savage and bloody character. It would become merciless as all religious wars are. It would become a war of extermination on both sides. The Protestants of both the North and the South were surely united to exterminate the priests and the Jesuits if they could hear what Professor Samuel B. Morris and note, the U.S. inventor of the telegraph, has said to me of uh, the plots made in the very city of Rome, i.e. the Vatican, at uh, the Vatican, to destroy this republic, and if they could learn how the Roman Catholic priests, the nuns, and the monks which daily land on our shores, under the pretext of preaching their religion, instructing the people in their schools, taking care of the sick in the hospitals, are nothing else but the emissaries of the Pope, of Napoleon, and of the other despots of Europe. To undermine our institutions, alienate the hearts of the people from our Constitution, our laws, destroy our schools, prepare a reign of anarchy here as they have done in Ireland, in Mexico, and Spain, and everywhere there are any people who want to be free. Marquis de la Fayette. Fé- <clears> that is have have the quote from um, Abraham Lincoln, and a new quote from Marquis de Lafayette. La quote It is my opinion that if the liberties of this country, the United States of America, are destroyed, it will be by the subtlety of the Roman Catholic Jesuit priest. For they are the most crafty, dangerous enemies to civil and religious liberty. They have instigated most of the wars of Europe. And a quote French statesman and general who served under the command of George Washington. By the way, George Washington turns out to have uh, handed over his generals, generalship, generalship to Roman Catholic Jesuit. Napoleon Bonaparte, Emperor of France, of uh, the French. The Jesuits are a military organization, not a religious order. The chief is the general of an army, not the mere father abbot of monastery. The aim of this organization is power, power in its most despotic exercise, absolute power, universal power, power to control the world by the violation of a single man, the violation of a single man, i.e. the superior general, general of the Jesuits. Jesuitism is the most absolute of despotism, and at the same time,
2: the greatest and most erroneous of abuses. Walter Schellenberg, the S.S.
0: Had been organized by Heinrich Himmler according to the principles of Jesuit order, the rules of service and spiritual exercises prescribed by Ignatius Day, Olaf constituted a model, which Heinrich Himmler strove carefully to copy. Absolute obedience was the supreme rule; every order had to be executed. Without comment. And he goes on and on and on and on and on. Here's what Emmanuel M. Josephson said. Before um, well, that, we'll go to Mr. James Parton, historian, American historian. Quote If you trace masonry through all its orders, to come to the grand tip top head basin of the world, you will discover that the dreaded or dread individual, the chief of the society Jesus, i.e., the superior general the Jesuits, are one and the same person. Now, this is now we'll get to uh, Emmanuel M. Josephson. Jesuit trained and luminous Adam Weisshoff his fellow Jesuits cut off the income to the Vatican by launching and leading the French Revolution from 1789 to 1799 by directing Napoleon's conquest of the Catholic Europe and by eventually having Napoleon throw Pope Pius VII in jail at Avignon until he agreed as the price for his release to reestablish Jesuit order. This Jesuit war on the Vatican was terminated by the Congress of Vienna and by the secret 1822 Treaty of Verona. I never did get wrong doing that, did I? American Physician Historian Emanuel M. Josephson, the Federal Reserve Conspiracy and Rockefeller's Uh, Chitney Press, 1968. But I'm sure this is just a fluke. I mean, come on, the Jesuits. What do they know about politics and war? Uh, Adolf Hitler, above all I have learned from the Jesuits, and so did Lenin too, as far as I recall, The world was never known anything quite quite so splendid as the hierarchical structure of the Roman Catholic Church. There were quite a few things I simply appropriated from the Jesuits for the use of the Nazi Party. Thank you, Adolf Hitler. Brigadier General Thomas M. Harris the favorite policy of the Jesuits, that of assassination.
2: Emmanuel M. Josephson again. Uh,
0: wherever a totalitarian movement erupts, whether communist or Nazi fascism, a Jesuit can be found in a role of advisor or leader. And keep it, it was. Jesuit Train Castro's father, Armando uh, Laurenti. That's L, L. This was, so was two Ls. O R. N T E. Laurenti. Didn't know that one. Public eyes, they appear as harmless, while other groups take the blame for their actions, while we see the people who are supposedly watching current events wander around and foolishly speculate as to who is behind the scenes of working to just quietly destroy this country, as well as every other. John Adams, second president of the United States, Shall we not have regular swarms of them here in as many disguises as only a king of the gypsy? can some dress as painters, but that sounds awful little like me. What's
2: his face? The other guy. Jefferson.
0: J.E.C. J. Shepard. Native historian. Between 1555 and 1931, the Society of Jesus, i.e. the Jesuit order, was expelled from 83 countries, city-states, and cities, from engaging in political intrigue, subversion, plots against the welfare of state. According to the records of the Jesuit priest of repute, Thomas J. Campbell, uh, practically every instance of expulsion was for political intrigue, political infiltration, political subversion, inciting the political insurrection. We got uh, Avro Manhattan, Vatican. Uh, before the Vatican, and the editor comment, even then controlled by the black pope and his Jesuit order, condemned. The Declaration of Independence as a as wickedness, and called the Constitution of the United States a satanic doctrine. <clears throat> Bill Hughes, uh, so they have over 200 years. The goal of, of the Jesuits has been to complete the structure of the United States Constitution, which looks like they've done that at this point. In my lifetime, in the past five years, in the past eight years past 15 years, right? Well, actually, it's been going on longer than that. Uh In the religious arena, the goal of the Jesuits is to wipe out any trace of Protestantism and other religions, and restore worldwide domination by the Pope. Jeremiah J. Crowley, today, they, i.e., the Jesuits, are stronger than the United States than they ever were in any other con- other countries of Europe, which expelled them as a menace to the government in 1912. Look at these quotes, people. All of them are quotes from men of the past. Why? Because speaking out about the Jesuits today is a dangerous thing, Everyone mention everyone else other than the society of Loyola and yet they are the ones that have behind every major war all throughout history. And it's got the pictures of the Jesuits doing the Roman salute. Every okay, every one of the secret societies that exist today are spoken of on the world stage. All of them but the one that taught them all how to, to it's done is the Jesuits. They are the, the hand behind the scenes. They always have been. But today, there are so many secret societies out there that the Jesuits are involved in that there is no need for them to take the blame directly. The blame can go to to the front groups why the Jesuits work behind the scenes. <clears throat> the Jesuit sun is rising, people. Open your eyes. and you just got a picture of that uh, symbol that uh, Obama's been using and everyone else has been using. So. Folks from Chineke and et cetera. So anyways, yep. Yeah. A lot of it's just sharing before on the show as far as the are that she has with that video. Anyway, so we'll go back to here. Potpourri, let's learn about Popery some more. The of uniting with the Catholic Church. Part of the folly of this argument, too, is the fact that the government always was united with it. So <laughs> what do you do with that now? You know what I mean? As I keep on trying to say, we live in a Roman Catholic country, so it would not be, a, it should not be a shock or surprise that the Jesuits are the ones that uh, control its the destination, the destiny of this quote-unquote quote country, the corporation of the United States of America and Great Britain at this point. Well, the whole Western Hemisphere. But it just gets worse. So <clears throat> the, car, the argument that we say, what can be done about this? Well, I don't know. The only thing I don't think I can think about is to talk about it and get rid of God, the true living God, and understand that what has happened to the Native Americans, the indigenous populations of central, of South Central and North America is our same fate. Interesting uh, none of us own anything in this country, whether indigenous populations or from European or other descent. We're all slaves in this system. We just don't realize it. All right, the folly of uniting with the Catholic Church. You Americans who have thorough, uh, thoughtlessly united yourselves with these priests and their church come out. I beseech you from among them. Entail not upon your children the curse of popery. Flee from them as Lot did from so- Sodom. To err is the lot of a man. To fall and to trip in his passage through life is the lot of even the best of men. You have erred in judging or joining the Romance Church, which you doubly err by continuing in membership with her. That's how it turned out to be true. This country, which gave you birth, is a glorious one. It has all the advantages of nature. It is fertilized by the, the liberous seas its own beautiful lakes, there is nothing you want which the God of nature has not given and blessed for you your use. There is but one dark speck upon the horizon of your national prosperity and greatness, but that is a deep one. It is a sad one, and maybe a bloody one. Pulpry hovers over it like some ill homed bird, omen bird, waiting only a favorable opportunity to pounce upon its prey or some foul exhalation, which being checked in its soaring turns into a fog, causing darkness and scattering disease Wherefore, it falls, alas, fellow citizens, it has already fallen amongst you and is growing with fearful rapidity, like the more noxious weed. It loves a rich soil. It cannot fail to flourish in ours. And, of course, the irony of ironies is that a decade later, the Civil War, which we heard from... uh, of Abraham Lincoln talk about through his communications with Morris that it had already taken place. But if you further go back you realize that it always had been taking place. From the very get-go the conception of what we know as the United States of America. That our "quote-unquote" founding fathers made a unholy alliance with the Jesuits—they <clears throat> knew this. They told us, but they didn't tell us the whole story about their own alliance with them. And um, <clears throat> it's a sad reality. So, but it was already set up the fail from the get-go from the the leadership of this country, the corporation of the United States. United States of America and uh, the unquote fighting fathers, and the fact that if you look at the the British nobility, the the crown, along with the crown, um, that um, I think Obviously, you see that the race for colonization was really the race of doubling up as much of the resources and riches uh, promised by, well, the ruling elite. So,
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah, I, I, you know, it's 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 a uh,
2: I think we for the get go. I don't think there was never any hope, to be honest with you. I don't see. You, um, we look at the Protestants, at least the
0: leadership of the Protestant movement, even in this country, outside of a few groups, insignificant groups at like that, they didn't really hold any political power. Whether you know, talk about some of the, the true Puritans or maybe the true, 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 legit Protestants, and they've always been a very small number in the, the sea of Protestants that um, they didn't have a chance, and the, the prayers and the hopes of, uh, of having some kind of separation, of uh, operating just it was doomed from the get-go, unfortunately, because of the religious
2: tolerance. And, um... And I don't know what to say.
0: I will say this much. There's a lot of people who are Roman Catholic that uh, really, um... Well... They're they're decent, reasonable, civil, Roman Catholics. i hope that was put that way.
2: They're deceived
0: and have been hoodwinked just like the rest of us. So we should be uh, vent our anger and frustration at the popery and the priestcraft. Priestcraft. I never will ever be able to say that. And have. Um, a lot more compassion for the laity. Whether it is coming out of Roman Catholicism or Anglican Catholicism, we've all been duped at this point. I just don't know. It's real fun being stuck in Babylon, isn't it? Babylon is Babylon, pretty much just the whole world, the whole globe or the whole world, the whole earth or whatever it is out there that we live on at this point. There's nowhere to run at this point. So we just keep going on and just warn people and get people to come to believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and there'll be plenty out there I tell you that he's nothing but an extension of Greek
2: mythology, and that he's not—he's not he's not. It's real. I know this much: so I hope I have been The only thing anything good ever happened to me is my faith in my Lord Savior Jesus
0: Christ. So everything else has just been pathetic. Uh, Take heed, Americans, lest you allow the weed to come to maturity, eradicate it in time, let it not ripen amongst you, allow it not to the capsule to fill, blossom, ripen. If you do mark what I tell you, it will burst, scatter against noxious, sickening, sickening and poisonous odors amid the pure breezes of that religious and political freedom which have so long and so gracefully and sweetly played over this beloved land of the free and home of the brave. If you look around you and visit our courts of law, if you extend your visits to our prisons, your houses of industry and reformation, if you go further and examine your uh, (laughs) penitentiaries, what you will find, permit me to show you. What you will behold is one single city, the city of New York. This, of itself, were there no other cause of alarm, should be sufficient to arouse your patriotism, for you must not forget that nearly all the foreigners enumerated in the document which I here subjoin are Roman Catholics or reduced to. Their present condition while living in Catholic countries, but let the document speak of itself. It is official and may be relied upon. It came from the committee of the board of aldermen of the city of New York upon the subject of alien passengers. Taking this as your data, data, you may be able to form some idea of what you're, you suffer in money, in virtue, in your morals, in an introduction of foreign papists among you. Quote, The foreign policy, excuse me, the foreign poor of our almshouses, the foreign criminals in our penitentiaries, we hasten to lay before our reader a highly interesting document from the committee of the board of aldermen alderman upon the subject of bonding alien passengers in new york from the document it appears that the bonds of nine firms in this city exhibit an enormous liability of over sixteen million dollars That of the 602 children supported by the city at the farm schools, 457 are children, many, if not the most of them, illegitimate, of foreign parents. That the latest born infants at the nursery at the city's expense, 32 are foreign and only two American that of the whole number of children, six hundred and twenty-six are foreign parentage, and one hundred and ninety-five American exhibiting an average of more than three foreigners to one native, and an alarming increase in the ratio of foreigners and more recent births. The whole number of inmates in our penitentiary is uh one thousand four hundred and nineteen showing an increase of four hundred since July last, and these three hundred and thirty three are Americans and one thousand one hundred and ninety eight foreigners The number of prisoners and paupers, paupers to support whom we all tax pay pay taxes is four thousand three hundred and forty four showing an increase. Since July last of nearly 1,000, in, in view of these alarming facts, and remember, remembering that over 60,000 immigrants were commuted and bonded here last year, the committee makes some forcible appeals to the country, which cannot be without their effect. The enormous taxation to which we are subject, in order to support foreign pa- paupers and criminals, is a great and growing evil, which presses heavily, heavily upon industry as well as upon the character, morals, and politics of the country. Unquote. This is a fright full picture of things, especially in the country abounding and almost overflowing with the means of sustaining and abundantly supplying fifty times the population it contains. Examine well the results of popery in a religious and moral and political point of view, especially during the last thirty years, and you will find that there is no vice, no crime, no folly, no absurdity which time has brought into the old world as Milton expressed it quote it in its huge dragnet and quote that Papists are not introducing among you and there is no consequence which followed it there which we shall not see here unless you are to a man quote up and doing and quote until this noxious weed is rooted from amongst you. I wish these unfortunate papists no evil, for far be it such a sentiment of mine. I would be their best friend, but who can befriend them while they permit themselves to be controlled and deluded by the priests? Interesting the dynamic here in recognizing that it's a great threat even more so uh, at this point uh, in 1851 to uh, British dominance of the northern no, no, no hemisphere. Yeah, that's probably kind of the real issue. I don't think they're going to get a ass about most of us, anyways. It is fear and loss of uh, patronage and 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 wealth from exploitation of uh, uh, North America. Certainly they certainly had no problem killing off a whole bunch of uh, indigenous people, and they certainly had no problem exploiting us as well. So. <clears throat> Not to negate at all the Jesuits and Roman Catholic and all that. So the struggle was, you know, who was going to be the dominant force in North America. And, of course, Rome won. It's just the way it is. A Roman Catholic priest is pro tento, the worst enemy of man. He degrades his mind. By rendering him a slave of his church, and it wouldn't be much different from the Anglican Catholic Church. It's just depending on who was going to
2: be the big priest, right? So he debauches his morals and
0: those of his wife and children. By withholding from them the word of God, he weakens his understanding by filling his mind with absurd traditions. He evokes and, and directly invites the indulgences of his worst passions. By promising him to pardon of his sins, he checks the noblest aspirations of the finest charities of his soul by instilling into the rankest hatred and enmity and, and oh my gosh. an amnesty towards this fellow being who has commanded him to love as he loves himself, but whom the priest tells him to curse, hate, and exterminate. In a word, he almost degrades him to a level with the beast, teaching him to lower that holy flag on which should be written, Glory be to God on high, rising above it the blood-stained flag of popery. This American Protestant knew, Protestants knew so well. They feel it. It is known and felt in every Protestant land but it seems as if some strange spirit was passing over people's dreams, though found to be unsound and even bad policy, though destructive uh, to agricultural and commercial and every other interest. Yet we see no efforts made to arrest its advance among us. Neither are there any means taken, as far as the writer knows, in other Protestant countries to suppress this religious, political, and commercial nuisance. On the contrary, you find that even Great Britain's further stimulants stimulants are being applied to Popish insolence. imagine that. So, like again, what I'm observing is uh, they've used at least in northern the North American region, to Canada and uh, you know United States of America, they used Protestants. I also used it in South Africa, in Australia, and other parts. So they used many different resources and different peoples. They used the Protestants, English Protestants in particular and also the European Protestants, to come to this new land to occupy, to settle, and to do a lot of the dirty work, if we're honest about it, and um, it's, it's, uh, conquer or be conquered, to kill or be killed. It's, uh, it's like the old adage when it comes to war, when you want to fight a war, or take over a land, you take your soldiers and you throw them out there and you put them in a position where it's killed or be killed. There's no diplomacy and there's no uh, using any kind of uh, reason or sound thinking, you know. There's no dialogue. Uh, It's just to kill or be killed. And uh, I, I really believe that that's what they did to a lot of the Protestants. Look at that. Um, it settled this, what we know as North America up. We look at what happened in Canada and the same thing happened. So they have the Protestants, they cultivate the land, they clear out the Indians and then they take over. They being Rome, the Papists, uh, the Jesuits, etc. So it just seems to be that the the pattern. and I don't know what else to say about it. Except that's the reality, and people don't like to hear about religion. They don't want to hear about it. They think it's passe, and, it's, uh, and important. it's not important anymore. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I guess in some ways, they might be right. Because it's so entrenched at this point, Catholicism in our country, that there will be nothing done about it. But we can understand why it's being done and why things really are happening with it. What I really find fascinating is the few Protestants that are out there, how oh, no one's really talking about it. And even the Seventh day Adventists are not really coming clean with what's really going on. And it's clear that they're delusional on their own twisted way of thinking about the Sabbath and everything else, and about some Sunday law thing that. It's been around forever, anyway. In today, and if they don't want you, to, if they want you to go to the Roman Catholic Church, then they could force you into it. And at some point, they probably might try. But right now, it seems to be, if we look at the European model, it seems to be. Uh, I think the way they do this is through financial means and through status, and that you won't go very far if you're not. Uh, obedient uh, if you don't kneel to Rome.
2: Just the way it is. It's been that way for a very long time. But they still perpetuate the lie
0: that we're a Protestant nation. They still perpetuate the lie of religious tolerance and freedom, and they can't help themselves. That's what their whole, the whole Romanism's whole philosophy is lie, it's lying, it's uh, deception, it's death. It doesn't know what else to do, but to kill. We're all part of this organism, this political, social organism of Romanism. You can call it democracy all you want. You can call it whatever you want, but in a day, that's what it is, and um, it does not know what else to do, but to kill, to subjugate. To deceive, to lie, and we are all products of there. Therefore, we are all killing machines. We're all liars, deceivers. We're all a bunch of BS artists. And when put to the test, and put in the situation necessary for Rome, we will comply. We'll be a me, obedient murderers. We will. We have war after war after war that attest to that. We have a civil war to attest to that. We have uh, 25% of all the imprisoned people of the world.
2: We were designed for a reason, folks. And unfortunately, we were never really told the truth about any of that. And you'll never be
0: told the truth about it in the mainstream media because it's all designed from the very top down to lie to you, to see if you, to corrupt you, to turn you into the necessary barbarians that they need. It's a fascinating conundrum of uh, juxtaposition, contradiction, whatever it is, this Romanism. We talk about civilization, we talk about being civilized, You talk about... This whole notion that uh, you know, a God-fearing Christian people, but we—they never know their God. They never practice the teachings of Christ, and so it's like this. It's just like the Vatican itself, uh, the papacy itself, that the, the priests of Dagon, the priests of Baal run it, they have this thin veneer, this illusion of being a Christian. But once you tear that veil down, God does it for you, you start to start to put the pieces together, you realize that they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Not even one in the Bible. In fact, that's why they don't want you to it, breed it. Yet they leave it there. They've abandoned, it seems, the whole notion of Christ himself and his teachings, as if it's a necessary tool for them to pacify the public, to have a necessary majority that is peaceful and calm, that believes in the moralities, the teachings, the principles of Christ, Jesus Christ, but they, but not take it too seriously. Don't take it too seriously to the point that he actually claims to be the only begotten Son of God, that he is God himself, that he actually, along with the Heavenly Father, the Triune God, created this world. Don't believe that. Just believe them all, principles, until it's not necessary or required anymore. And then we'll pass some kind of people bull or some justification for murder and kills and so on. We are very much a a neurotic and psychotic and delusional people. Now, when I say we, I'm not just talking about the United States or the Canadians. I'm talking about humanity at this point. It doesn't matter if you live in Russia, Ukraine, or in France, or in Brazil, Mm -hmm. Mexico. uh, It doesn't matter where it is. We have become an insane group of people. Look at even China itself and how heavily influenced it is by Europe. European values, which, of course, are Roman values. We see how much the Chinese have suffered by abandoning their traditions. You know, they say, oh, they were backwards. and you know, An empire that was... You know, they needed to catch up. Catch up to what? Is it British? Is it British enslavement? Is it just British enslavement? No, I don't. Roman enslavement. How did they enslave them? Very interesting. You think about it. Very disturbing. And it's because you know it's like a mirror to our own lives, and we see how the economic system, this globalization, if they will, this. How they enslaved them. The point that really uh, China is is so much at the knee, bowing to the Rome, Roman Empire. They're this, how do they get out of it? There's no getting out of it. Oh, people can say, "Well, we need to fight back, start a war." That's what, the, and you know what? Rome is begging for it. You look at uh, uh, Western Europe and the, the creation of NATO, and how
1: here's—you
0: would think that these groups of people, after World War One and World War Two and all the other endless wars that they've been involved in over the thousands of years—that they had enough. It's not—they never have enough. They just take a break, a rest, rest, brief, a respite. Excuse me, um, for a generation to do to rearm themselves, to get fresh blood. And we have NATO having the largest military exercises it's ever had. And you see this whole game being played again um, as it's playing out in Syria with Russia and the United States, which is really, we're part of NATO. We're part of the rest of the leg of the woman. Empire, and we're going to go at it again. We're gonna keep going at it at both legs, both legs. Interesting though, when we know we're towards the end is when this two legs of this Roman Empire shatter into ten feet, ten toes, if you will. Not working great, not working very well at all. But we'll know.
2: Interesting. So they're going to go at it again here. This is all
0: staged because you know they know Putin and the papacy and Western Europe and Eurasia and Russia. They, they they play this dance. It seems to be at the the dark priest of Satan himself seems to run all these different quote unquote countries, and they just play their little dance. Over and over and over again. And is this uh, true? Obviously, it's going to be an intention of fulfilling the Ever uh, Pike's you know, third world war plan um, with the ultimate goal of getting rid of a whole bunch of Muslims. What's uh, left of us? Uh, I don't even know if they're really interested in guys like me, myself. I think they care less about God. Like, I don't think they... they it's, almost, it's humorous, I'm almost to a point. It almost seems like, well, you know, it's nice to have a few people around that actually really believe in the story of Jesus Christ and really believe in his teachings. There's so few of us that we will make no real significant dent in the, their progress. But then there's these, the, uh, the Zionists, British Zionism, uh This whole idea of eliminating for finally the uh, any kind of schism between mm, British nobility the monarchy of britain um, all these uh, delusional Zionists in america. Uh, Believing that the, somehow they're, you know, an Anglo-American um, separateness from the rest of the continent and Rome itself, the Roman Empire. So this has been a thorn in their side for a while, for for 500 plus years, 600 years. So they want to eliminate that. They want to eliminate uh, Islam as a threat in their Roman Empire. And then they want to eliminate, of course, Jews. It seems to be a great passion and pastime for Rome, uh, the Roman Empire, to do so. And um, fascinating, isn't it? So, anyways, when they rearrange things here, which they will, I don't know if at the end of the day they're going to allow the Chinese to uh come over here and knock the crap out of us. I don't know, that's what they really want to do. Oh well, they might. You know what depends. Only time will tell, but um I think they have other plans. I think they just planned on due time through Jack, gen- a few more generations just melding us into the rest of uh the Western hemisphere. It's become more and more Latinized, if you will. So it's all because of one giant Latin America, the New World Order. So If it's not already, I don't know. It seems to me that the the Papists are already in charge of this country. So here we have this guy warning 164 years ago. Uh, the dilemma of what that's the this part of the world was going to face uh, is kind of just genuine to say a peoples since we're already a kind of a quote, quote, corporate melting pot of all these different ethnic backgrounds the only thing that really was the, the glue of this country is the notion of Christian down Christianity yet nobody was really behaving like a Christian so, more like Romanists, Catholics in general, so. yeah, let's go on with this uh this American Protestants know fell well, they feel it, okay, we're talking about this, something's changing. there's some kind of popish What's going on, uh, Sir Robert Peel, the prior premier of England, has and is about introducing a bill in Parliament. With the view of making further appropriations for the Romish College of Maynooth in Ireland, and much to my surprise as well, I believe, to that every man who correctly understands the spirit of popery, he has some supporters, even some of the British reviewers give him high praise. Surprise, surprise, Prize! part of things, you know, just as, uh, patriotism, and foolishness of that, in this, country, we also look at the, Protestantism, foolishness of it, now it's, it was another smokescreen, to exploit, the naive, the well-minded, the well-meaning, I should say, to come here, and to exploit, the northern hemisphere, and, uh, that they did. That's what our ancestors did. You know, we we killed a, a bunch of barbarians, a bunch of savages, savages. But we forgot to mention fellow savages, because it is what we are. Only. We? Oh, we believe in Jesus Christ, therefore we're not savages. Yeah, well, the proof's in the pudding, the proof's in the, the behavior of people. It's one thing to say you believe in Jesus Christ, it's another thing to believe what he taught. You can say, oh, well, I believe that Jesus Christ exists. Do you really? What does that mean? Does that mean he is the only begotten Son of God and his teachings are infallible and true? And do you follow his teachings? Or do you follow the priests? whether they are represent, or the pastor or the ministers, or the, the clergy. It's all big
2: freaking jokes, people. You might realize it must just be freaking jokes. What's wrong with you? Why do
0: you talk that way? I'm saying that either you believe in Jesus Christ and we talk or you don't. The only way you're going to know what he taught is if you study the Bible for yourself and not listen to a priest, a pastor, a minister, whoever. That would be a seminary instructor you studied for yourself. You're going to find it pretty interesting that what Jesus said, it's, you know, like, it's not what's being exercised politically,
1: religiously,
0: Personally, most likely, where are you at with this? Well, look at the Bible. It talks about murder and death and mayhem. Well, guess what, folks? That's all human beings have done. Oh, no, we're different now. We're more enlightened. We've been illuminated with the
2: truth of science and the Greeds. Things just go in cycles of
0: bad to worse, don't they? The history of humanity, enslaving each other, murdering each other, raping each other, uh, violating each other.
2: And we allow our leaders to do it. Many of them are called Priests. pastors, ministers, reverends. It's a lonely place. It's a very
0: lonely place to be a true believer in Jesus Christ. I spend a lot of time like I'm doing. It's like therapy. It's like therapy, staring at a... Uh,
2: your screen talking to yourself most of the time As I think the show is simply just about sharing what's racing through my head
0: honestly, I don't really know what good I'm doing for anybody but myself, honestly, I don't want it to be that way, but uh, so well, you could promote it and do more things, but once again, i brought this up so many times. I don't want to. Know. I don't have the energy to do it. Why do I want to promote it? It's not a. It's it's really not an egotistical adventure on my part. I really want to know the truth, and unfortunately, I'm like the only person I know personally in my life who wants to know the truth about anything. Everyone else just wants to get laid and tits and ass and music and the television and beer and Money and,
1: yeah,
0: until they have kids, and then it's their kids, and then, but still, in the background, on the back of their head, it's just mass and it's money and beer and television and sports, and it's all about being entertained and acquiring,
2: maintaining, positioning, developing status, Um,
0: blaming oneself. I find one of the most fascinating things this past hundred-year century is the thing of self-help. What a brilliant strategy to blame the victim of what's really going on in their lives. And then give them all this self-help stuff. It's really useless. It doesn't really empower you to do much of anything. It's just positive thinking which merely is a process of denial and delusion and to make yourself think that you're something in a better position than you're not. So. Well, you're just the reason why you don't have anything and no money. Well, the reason I don't have anything and have no money is because I got the shit knocked out of me with the MS and a few other things in life. So. And yeah, I made some bad financial decisions. But who doesn't? So at the end of the day, it really comes down to the fact that I never joined the Roman Catholic Church and sucked up. they all in the process that so needs to be there. To... I guess I just don't love money. I was always called, he uh, used to be called, uh, uh, well, my nickname is Mickey. Like Mickey Mantle, and they used to call me Mickey the Penny Dropper. So I could never called on to it penny or coin. and the Money has never been an interest of mine. It's just a burdensome necessity, that's all. So I never was ever going to be rich because I never desired it. And I've been around enough people who have money and what they obtain from it. And it's pathetically shallow and frankly it just sucks. And just to have a pretty gal You know, she still, still wakes up in the morning with bad breath. Does all the other things the rest of us do, and uh, not really worth. It. it wasn't worth it to me. Probably, it's my mom, alone. So, <clears throat> although it could be with somebody, it certainly could be the case. But why would it? Uh, the, pro, the price to be with someone. It's not worth it to me. I have no desire to be with the woman. so Because all they have ever done is take, 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 and they feel like they're giving you something and they spread their legs and have you put your penis in their vagina and they have their orgasm and then act like they've done you some kind of great favor. It's really pathetic, the whole story, uh, that we've created the whole um, romantic quote-unquote, romantic uh, play that we put ourselves through. And, um, I mean, I'm sorry if I sound graphic about the communication, about this whole... But this, it's why not? I mean, that's the, what it is right now, right? That's what it's all about. So, yeah, it feels good on both ends, but um, the price that one has to pay in order to do that is just not worth it. And I'm sure women the other side, the feminine side of all this, I'm sure that women would say women out there feel the same way. And I really don't care because I'm not a woman, I'm a man, and I don't really care anymore about the woman's perspective or if I had to literally bend over backwards to make somebody happy for what... At the end of the day, outside the vagina, there's really not much there, I mean, from my own personal experience. Now, when I was married, I was married to a very intelligent woman, and it was brutally uh, exploitive and very uh, smart, spoke six, seven languages, um, grew up in Europe, born in East Timor, um, very clever, and very much a European woman. And uh, it introduced me to a lot of uh, the world, and I'm grateful for that. But that introduction to that world, I have no desire to have any part of it. None at all. I have no desire. I have no desire to suck up to anybody anymore. Quite frankly, you know, what I have—I'd love to have a desire to be in a, a tenor at, at a conference. And talk this way to a bunch of professors and just rail on them. Of course, they'll call me crazy. I've already had this experience numerous times. Now they think I'm nuts the way I talk. And you know what? I don't really care. (laughs) And you know what? I will say, yeah, probably I am nuts, and so are you, most likely. In fact, if you are not nuts... If you're under the delusion that you're not mentally ill on living under the system that we live under, this Romanist system, with all its lies and deceptions, all the crap that's been put in your head, well, then you're really delusional, not only nuts, but delusional and really much suffering from mind control. Because the more and more you realize what's going on in your life, the more you realize that you've been lied to just thought about everything. But it, I, it, the weird thing about it is the majority of those lies were not really based on um, bad intent. And that, when I'm talking about the people who are spreading lies to you, now at the top, of course, they know what they're doing. They're this uh, malicious group of men, very. Uh, They just thrive on lying and deceiving, and they love it, and they love to see the world operating in its delusions and its lies, and it's, it's a way of power, you know. It's true manifestation of power in this world is if you're able to make the rest around you do things that are against their own best interests. And so it is. And so, if you're not nuts and you haven't recognized at this point that you, excuse uh, me, if you're dumb enough, delusional
2: enough to think that you're not nuts, what can one say? Uh,
0: and hence the reason for psychiatry and the psychiatrist and the psychologist and. Uh, fascinating that whole false science and how the empty promises that it has to offer. And yet in reality they know what's going on. They, at the top, they know it's a, it's a great scam. Because as people realize how nutty they are, and how nutty the world is, they feel that somehow they could speak it out with a, a psychiatrist. That somehow they're going to heal, get better at it. You see, I find it's much more therapeutic, ironic, the irony is, doing this show and staring at this computer screen, unfortunately, um, because one thing is, it doesn't interject, it doesn't interrupt, it doesn't ask questions, it doesn't ask endless amount of questions, it doesn't try to dictate conversation at all. Well, I think it's important to have conversations where that does happen. But there has to be times in a man's life where he has the ability to think and think out loud, and many of those times, when man has to do it, people they've they've tried to convince you that if you talk to yourself, if you're walking around, that you're somehow nuts. No, it's just it's circumstantial. If it's, it's the consequences of living in an oppressive society, a culture is so oppressive, where you're not allowed to have these deeper, meaningful conversations outside of oneself. There we are. The Roman Empire. But if it wasn't the Roman Empire, say it was... uh, the Inca Empire, or the Chinese Empire, or the Japanese Empire, or etc. it all be the same. It's a human condition. It's the condition of man who's fallen. And part of this is very oppressive, very authoritative. This totalitarian society that we really do live under. And we go in and out of this phase of totalitarianism. Um, it seems to be an absolute necessity in the satanic system, too, that, that we have massive bloodshed every couple of de- generations. And I think, um, you know, you look at the, the Soviet experience there. Oh, my gosh. All those people that just died meaninglessly. The connection between Nazism and communism and how they were working together and how Stalin and Hitler were trained by the Jesuits, along with Mao as well, and it just goes on and on and on. For anyone to think that the Jesuits are not a bunch of high priests of Satan is just beyond me. But they do a hell of a good job convincing the majority of the world that they're just harmless educators. And I imagine many of them are at the lower levels, because they haven't been properly initiated. But it seems like part of the initiation is mayhem and murder and death, assassination. I would not be surprised to see that many of those quote-unquote
1: Jesuits
0: are the ones who are actually behind a lot of the murders in this world, abductions and sacrifices. Then they have their little front group called the Church of Satan which is real in itself but they hide behind it you know, just like everything else in case people get too close or try to figure things out because you to interfere with the plans the objective of the corporation the true corporation <clears throat> and you ask yourself sometimes well, what is this all for and, I don't know, the thing I could say is, that I believe it's the Spirit of God motivating a guy like me and others to talk about these things. These things that are uncomfortable, that are not really desirable to hear by the, main, the masses. Um, the whole thing about, you know, was it Plato's Cave and the allegory, of the cave thing. Um But you know how many of us will really come out of the cave? And deal with reality if it kills us. But our Lord Savior did say he's the way, of truth, and the life, and I'm really coming to believe in that. I find it interesting that the um the degree of attacking of that story, that's, that's the necessity of an attack for three or 4,000 years, 6,000 years, I don't know how long it's been. All I know is my life's different because I have faith in Jesus Christ. That's all I know. And that life is between my years. The world around me is not much better and my own personal life is not much better. But my needs have been taken care of so far. I don't know if he leads me, to, if leads me into being a street bum. I hope he takes me out before that, actually. I don't have had enough struggle. But he might need me to be there to talk to some other bum on the street, some other uh, disenfranchised person, man, woman, child, I don't know to speak the truth of the word of God and how it works and what to avoid and what to come out of, stay out of and what to put our faith and trust in. I find it interesting with this guy, William Hogan, that he, um, he's warning what was already in play. And that was the absolute Total subjugation of the you, quote unquote United States of America by Popery. And it happened a long, long time ago. It just didn't happen now. It's just. It's, you know, the funny thing is that here I was saying, well, now it's out in the open. Well, it's always been out in the open. The problem is that you and I, the average person, unless you're invited to the club, didn't know what to look at. You see? So you really don't know what you're looking at. You know? You think you do,
2: but you don't. Because you you are not allowed to see the big picture. That's
0: just necessity, and that's how it's always been, and it always will be. And, you know, so we think we got it all figured out because we figured out the Jesuits. Well, we understand the power structure and all that, but we're not to their decision-makings, their board meetings, their coven meetings, and everything else. The truth of the matter is we only just see the big picture. But we don't know their next move or step. But we do know that they won't be successful in the long run in this big picture. And I didn't get very far, did I, in this reading? I guess I felt like I needed to rant a little bit. Maybe we should get back to this. Credit to which Sir Robert Peel has entitled, it says, the British Quarterly has greatly increased by reason of the prejudices of some of his supporters, but it continues, and, and this continues the same quarterly. Its resolution is taken and his declaration made. It should be read in my humble uh, apprehension his resolution is taken and the inflation completes I have been a student at the college I know that I know what it what is taught and done in this institution um, once again'm talking about this romish college in Bayutth and the Prime of England passing some kind of bill, Parliament making it more uh, easier for popery to um, exist in England and etc. And of course, I mean North America, right? Where we are nothing more than the British colony, right? America is still a British colony controlled by Rome. <laughs> so Sir Robert Peel that he either knows not what he's doing or is a traitor to the government does Robert, Sir Robert know that the college are uh, concocted all the plans and all measures which O'Connell is proposing has been pursuing during the last 30 years for the emancipation and now for the repeal of the Union does he know that Maynoth, um is the focus which from which the radiant, radiant which radiate all the treasons assassinations and murders of Protestants in Ireland is he aware of the very monoth? Is it the great popish? Uh, I don't even know what that is. I got to look that up. He Clay But I don't want to assume.
2: Let's see what this means. Yeah, claylion, echolion, echolion,
0: echolion, echolion, A contrivance for hatching eggs by artificial heat. Echolion. Huh. <laughs> Echolabion. Is that really what's all about? I can't believe that. Echolabion. Echolabion. What the heck
1: is Echolabion? The contrivance of an egg. Hatching Yeah, let's get out
2: of there so we don't have that. The uh, more we have that going Oh, yeah. Anyways, an
0: Echolabion the Popus Equilibrium, in which most of those priests who infest Ireland and are now infesting the United States are hatched. Does he know, does he know that Daniel O'Connell and that college are the mutual tools of each other? O'Connell riding on the back of the priests into power and into wealth, and they alternatively mounted upon Dan advancing the glory of the
2: infallible church.
0: <clears throat> it is not probably known to uh, Mr. Peel that 30 years or more have elapsed since it was secretly resolved that Maynoth that none of the Catholic should wear the Purdish crown. None but oh, none but a Catholic should wear the British crown and that he should receive it as a feast for from the Pope of Rome. Well, that's already been going on. I don't understand what he's saying there, except he that he's assuming that it's not, which means that he's either lying or he's in that world connected on that. Every move in advance which O'Connell makes re, and rema, remains a step gain towards this object. And upon this, his ambitious eye rest on the intensive efforts. Uh, for this, Manuth and its priests thirst with the insatiable desire. It is not many years since O'Connell and Manuth asked the an emancipation, and the obtained it, Protestants of England were duped into the belief in the Papists would now be satisfied and unite in supporting the government, but scarcely was as granted when the great adjutor, with the advice consent of Maynooth, asked for what I what think you, reader, Nothing less than the dismemberment of the British government. Nothing less than the repeal of the union, or, in other words, to permit one of the most turbulent uh,
2: demagogues, demagogues,
0: <laughs> Sorry for this. That ever lived Daniel O'Connell. To be king of Ireland and to receive his crown from the people. Really? really? I know I'm not saying demagogues.
2: Well, I am saying a Why did I... I'm tonight, right? I was. I am I getting retarded on it? I
0: know it was when I'm saying. Getting retarded. Why is This is now the avowed object uh, of repeal, but there is another object not yet seen nor dreamed of by those who are not Roman Catholics. And I beg the reader to keep it in his recollection. It is this. O'Connell, by agitating Ireland and scattering the firebrands throughout England, believes that he and the Catholics will ultimately succeed in dethroning the sovereign of England and placing the crown on some popish head. And that already happened. Where? the It's Colin. Of Maynooth, further renowned through the efforts of or folly of Sir Robert Peel, does he believe, and can any man acquainted with the genuine uh, genius of popery believe that this would satisfy O'Connell and the Pope's agents in Ireland? The very reverse would be the case. It would only embolden them still further. It would only increase their insolence, it would only add a new impotence to their treasonable demands and give the increase of momentum to their disorganization, disorganizing meetings. Should the British government grant all O'Connell's asks, and should Parliament pass bill, a bill to repeal the Union <coughs> is to be supposed that O'Connell and the Irish bishops, bishops, the sworn allies of the King of Rome, would be satisfied. Not they, not they. The truth is, I wish I could impress it upon the minds of every Protestant in England, as well as this country, that these sort of total overthrow of the government of the Great Britain and the Protestant religion will content the Popish church, whose cat, cat Paul's Daniel O'Connell is... Should Providence and his inscrutable designs grant them this, our experiment in the science of self-government is at an end. We shall be an easy prey for any alliance which should form against our Republican institutions. The jackals of popery are amongst us. They have discovered us. The popish priests and the natural enemies of free institutions and of the Protestant religion will soon destroy our republic and our religion. Well, maybe they are going to use Chinese. The front, isn't it? To take over our country. A over the- North America. Never was our country. We're just occupants of this corporation and it seems to be well we are really so an average man that is. It is useless to deny the fact that it, it cannot be denied it was folly to conceal it the extirpation of heresy or in other words the of the Protestant religion is the grand object of O'Connell and the Pope have now in view, and to effect this, they have judiciously divided and advantageously posted all their forces. These forces are well offers, offers, officered by Jesuits and priests, men without honor, principle, or religion, whose time is spent in advancing popery and the grossest indulgence. Of their own passions. The Pope and O'Connell have in this country an army of nearly two million of reckless desperatoes who have given already strong evidence of their thirst for American Protestant blood. And yeah, they end up doing it a decade later. It is necessary to watch them well. Americans must recollect that these men received their orders from Rome. O'Connell, who sincerely believes is this moment the worst man living, though the Pope calls him the greatest layman living. He is upon earth what a, the pirate is upon the seas. Uh, this is in emicus humana, generis, the enemy of mankind. During the last thirty years he has kept the poor of Ireland in a state of poverty, excitement all bordering upon madness. He has flinched from them, fleeced, fleeced from them, the last farthing they possess. He has withdrawn them by thousands from his ordinary pursuits of industry. He has sown amongst them mutual hatred and a general discontent with their situations in life. But that is not all. He has pursued the poor people, even to the con- to this country. He has robbed them here of their uh, little earnings. They make remittances to him of hundreds and thousands of dollars, and this, while many of them, to my knowledge, And not a hundred yards from where I write are shivering shivering in the cold blast of winter all for their good. While O'Connell himself is feasting in Ireland and enjoying the sports of the chase on about $3,000 a year. This is nothing at all the great agitator and national beggar Daniel O'Connell has recently discovered that there were some little glimmerings of Protestantism in France that Louis Philippe Philippe was neither a Don Miguel, a Ferdinand, nor very strong. Strong advocate of opens upon him a battery of abuse. This foul-mouthed brawler was not content with sowing discord among the poor Irish and scattering treason among the people in Great Britain. He tries what he can. can do with the inflammable people of France who are now in the enjoyment of more domestic happiness and national glory than they have had in the last century, but even this is not enough. The genius of the great national beggar, fertile of schemes, treasons, rebellions, (laughs)
1: cruelty.
0: And popery must cross the Atlantic and denounce Americans who, since the Declaration of Independence, have been the best and warmest friends of his poor countrymen. They have received them, employed them, giving them bread and clothing in abundance. They permitted them to bring with them their priests and their religion. They shielded and protected them and their lives and liberties. This country was, to the Irish, a land flowing with milk and honey, and they might have enjoyed it and been happy had it not been for their accursed religion and its priests. Interesting. And then we talk about the guano thing and what happened during that time with the potato famine. Potato, It makes you wonder if they did that deliberately not to as a way of enriching the fertilizer but impoverishing the Europeans to motivate them to come to America. Maybe it was not really that desirable a place 150 years ago to come here. High probability that was the case. I'm sure people, you know, now, people get settled and they don't want to move. Why do you want to move? If all you're asking is more hardship and pain and suffering and why do you want to move unless you create the NCAA, you know, your problem reaction solution thing, right? The you Huggalian know, dialect, you know. I'm pretty sure they created that pay fair family. I'm sure they figured out that the back guano would be a good way of Poisoning, <clears throat> potatoes. Now you might disagree with me. You might say, "Well, they didn't know much about germs and germ warfare and all." They don't. Uh, somebody was had to be paying attention somewhere, and uh, there's all this, halluc- this delusion or misconception that somehow the, the Jesuits and the ruling elite of, of Europe weren't. Paying attention to what was happening in, in South Amer- America, in the Americas, the indigenous populations—it's just, it's just ridiculous to think otherwise. Anyways, I think I'll stop here. Maybe we'll do a little bit more. Right, my hope was to get this done, uh, part nine done
2: this weekend. It's be done with it so. Morning. Goodbye. He's probably think, well, this guy ever gonna shut up? Nope. This guy's not gonna shut up. This guy's not gonna shut up. What the heck's going on now? What? I never understand why they do that. Who do that to me? Probably aren't reported.